welcome to the first episode of The Sisterhood of the Rings, the Tolkien podcast where we discuss all the lore almost no one cares about. I'm your host, Maddie Bolzinius, and I'm your host, Molly Tully Strait. This week, we will be discussing J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Chapter 1, The Long Expected Party. Wait. A, a long expected oh, party. No, it's fine. Okay. It's natural. It happens. So she was incorrect. It is a long expected party. Please get used to that. <laughs> um, now, before we begin, we wanted to discuss a little bit about ourselves and our background regarding our Tolkien experience. Molly, would you like to start? Sure. Mine is probably a lot shorter than yours. <laughs> Some of you may know my sister, Maddie. This is my sister, by the way. We're sisters. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> that should be mentioned, I suppose. We are called the Sisterhood of the Rings, though, so I feel like you could probably just assume that. But... Oh, no, a sisterhood could mean many, many things. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's true. You don't have to be related to be sisters. Yeah, everybody here listening to us is in the sisterhood. We're all sisters, and that means uh, everybody, no matter how you identify, we are all sisters. Even men. Even men. <laughs> Non-binary <laughs> folks. Everybody. We're all sisters. We're all in this sisterhood together. We're all in this. Oh, no. You can't high school. This is not a high school Oops. musical. We could Oops. start a high school musical <laughs> podcast, though, and now I'm seriously regretting the fact that we didn't. We got to scrap this. Okay. You mean the Lord of the Rings podcast? Yeah, we're not doing this okay. anymore. <laughs> no. All right. Thanks, guys. Um, this has been great. Join us for our new high school musical podcast. You can go ahead and turn this off. I don't have too much Tolkien experience. I was in middle school when the movie started coming out and I went to see them specifically because Orlando Bloom is a really sexy elf. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I watched the movies and I loved them and I saw them all in theaters, but of course not the extended editions, just the normal editions. Right. And yeah, that was pretty much it. I would just like think about how hot they were, and that was about it. Well, they all are like so hot. Ooh, not all of them. Okay, <laughs> like maybe not Gollum, but like most of them are like so. Okay, Carl Urban as Amr. Oh. Whoever that dude is who plays Haldir, we're gonna talk about Haldir a, a lot. lot. Um, oh, obviously Orlando Bloom, Viggo Mortensen, like just. Elijah Just, Wood. Uh, Elijah Wood. What a cutie. No, what, like, he's so cute. Like, those eyes cute. and, like... I mean, he's not, like, bangable. No, he's, like, you just want to put him in your pocket and just, yeah. like... And just like, just love but you him. You know, in real life, he actually is very attractive. He's, he's a, like, he's they a make beautiful him well, I mean, hobbit all size actors and he's like, are beautiful yeah. people. Well, and no, that's not true. I'd occasionally watch them for, you know, the next few years. And then me and Maddie were talking and... I don't even know how it got started. We started talking about reading the book, Lord of the Rings, aloud yeah. to each other. Yeah. And so we made this decision. We spurred the moment, went to the bookstore. We bought this massive, large, beautiful gray book of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's and really pretty. we started reading it. And we were like 10 chapters in. And we realized that we were just like obsessed mm -hmm. and we wanted to talk about it 24-7. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened. We are, we've always been super into podcasts, both of us. Yeah. And we always talk about podcasts, listen to, the, listen to them together. And then I don't know if it was me or somebody said we should do a podcast. And then the next 
minute we just started yeah we were it out. we were sitting there and we just were kind of like what are we, wouldn't it be funny if we did a podcast and we like kind of sat for a minute in silence and then we just like launched into this whole plan and we'll talk about it, that in just a second but i'll just talk about my like, tolkien background a little bit she is a total nerd well yeah for many things but when i was in middle school um my best friend cecilia she introduced me to the lord of the rings the extended editions and since we watched those movies we've watched them together about once a year maybe more for the past over 13 years at this point i just absolutely love them i i read the books partly aloud partly by myself back in high school and then i just kind of like forgot about them and then yeah molly and i decided to read them and i've just been like totally hooked there it's that type of series where like i almost feel like it needs to be like i mean obviously doesn't need to be read aloud but it's so enjoyable to read aloud it's one of those things like i i feel like if you if you have either read the books before or never read them like find a friend who's interested uh, find a family member who's interested it doesn't matter how long it takes just read it aloud it is such a joy and such a pleasure or, and or get the audiobooks and yeah. listen to them but the conversations that go along with it you know we're we're sitting there reading them and we were like oh my god this is we're just like literally obsessed we have our own little like book club with the two we, of us we do and we, we sit read. and we something funny happens we just like take a few minutes and laugh or then something really sad happens and I just like break down crying for a few Even minutes Molly cries a lot it's fine it's I, you're one to talk. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I literally cannot talk. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so, but we've really enjoyed it. And uh, so over our obsession, we were just like, this is something that 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 people would want to talk about and want to be obsessed about. We are massive Harry Potter fans. Oh, yeah. Like, we would do a Harry Potter podcast. If there weren't 10,000 out there already. Yeah. So that's been taking. Kate, take in. It's been taking. It's been taken. <laughs> taken um and we love harry potter podcasts all of you out there they're awesome yes there's so um, many good ones but too, like. we decided that a female run lord of the rings podcast was just something that was so needed it was about fucking time that's right so people watching the movies miss quite a bit of the little intricacies people yeah. reading the books there's so many little intricacies that are woven in that if you don't take 30 minutes and research why that phrase was the way it was and who this person was and where they came from it just slips by and that's totally fine you don't lose anything from it but it's just really interesting and so that's what we decided to do we were like these little things that people wouldn't necessarily know unless they read every single aspect of Tolkien's work we were like let's come in here let's do the research so people coming to the podcast get to listen to us be hopefully a little bit funny that's <laughs> mostly that's gonna come from us literally having no idea what we're talking about for the most part because at the end of the day we are just as new to this as many of you probably are we kind of don't really know what we're talking about and that's okay we're here to learn And we're here to just kind of do some of the heavy lifting for you, do that research. And, you know, and and that's another thing that's worth mentioning. We are probably going to fuck up a lot. Oh, yeah. So if there are people listening who are 
huge Lord of the Rings buffs uh, or Tolkien buffs in general. Lore lords. Lore lords. If you will. Lore lords. All you lore lords out there. And lore ladies. Coming into you right now. You can feel free to uh, message us on our Facebook page. This is your Hood of the Rings. You can email us at, what's our email? The Sisterhood of the Rings at gmail.com. Sisterhood of the Rings at gmail.com. Please shoot us an email. Tell us what we like fucked up. Tell us what we fucked up because because we want to know. We don't want to like say anything wrong. But ultimately, we're gonna get things wrong. We're not doing any fake news here. No fake news here. Actually, it's all fake news. It's this is a fiction. It's work, fantasy. But- <laughs> So before we really start into our discussion, we wanted to talk a little bit about our goal here and basically why we're doing what we do. Our main mission is to make Tolkien's written works a little more accessible, more inclusive, because oftentimes they can seem overwhelming to somebody who hasn't really experienced his written works before. And... um, they can be a little tedious sometimes. Yeah, so when we started the idea of doing the podcast, I went online and I was looking at all these Tolkien groups and uh, on Facebook specifically. And one of the first things that they say when you're starting a podcast is that you're supposed to like pick out who's your ideal listener. And originally I was like, oh, well, pretty much anybody who's into Lord of the Rings is going to like this podcast. And after looking at these Facebook groups, I realized that there's really like two groups of fandom. There's like the mm-hmm. group that is super knowledgeable and knows everything. And then there's these other people who aren't really represented in the fandom because they don't know it all. They yeah. like the movies. They've maybe read the books. They maybe just think that some of the characters are hot. And that's, <laughs> I mean, like us. <laughs> and, so, and so, and the thing is, is like, I think that it seems really inaccessible to people who are in that second group who don't know it all because they feel like they can't be a part of it. And I really want this podcast to do what what the Harry Potter fandom does, which is basically, it doesn't matter if you've just seen the movies, you've just read the books, you just like the costumes and Harry Potter world. It doesn't matter. If you are interested, that's all you need. And that's what we want to do here. If, if you are interested at all in Lord of the Rings or Tolkien's works, this is going to be the podcast for you because we're going to have a lot of fun talking about uh, about Tolkien and we're going to do all of this work of the background of the information so that you don't have to do it and you can just listen and enjoy and read or watch whatever you're doing. Yeah. I mean, you said it all. Okay. You got it. I got it, girl. Let's do this thing. Okay. So, um... Uh, I guess it's worth mentioning how our format's going to go before we kind of launch into it. Yeah, I think that's important. So we're going to do a quick little recap of the chapter, quick little recap of what happens in the movies, if that's your only experience. And then each of us are going to choose one topic of any kind that's just mentioned in the chapter, and we each do sort of a... A deep dive into it and uh, down the hobbit hole, if you will. Down the hobbit hole. <laughs> yes, I love that. And we're just going to present it to each other and hopefully learn a bit about uh, a world that doesn't really exist. Yeah. So basically, we're each episode, we're going to go chapter by chapter through the book. If you haven't read the books, that's totally fine. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff that's in the movies as well. Um, but we do really encourage you to get a copy of the book and try to read along with us this is not a read-through by the way it is I, not it's a not a read it's a discussion it, it's a discussion and if people are looking for a read-through 
what's that the awesome prancing pony the prancing pony super awesome podcast. oh my god if you guys are looking for a read through some a little companion if you want to listen to us and and like actually read through the book go listen to those guys they are they're like so the most awesome good. guys and they just like do dad jokes 24 yeah, 7 yeah they're just like two like nerdy dads and they just seem like the most wonderful people yeah i want to be and best friends with them for I, sure. yeah they're amazing and we love them each episode we're going to go through chapter by chapter we're going to do a little quick summary we're going to do the discussion maddie's going to bring a, to- a topic to the table and i'm going to bring a topic to the table we're going to introduce that information to each other we have not discussed these ideas before mm-hmm. so they're brand new and they'll be super interesting to learn together and then after mm-hmm. that we are going to share a couple of our favorite quotes oh yeah and um every week we're hoping we have people write in and share their favorite quotes and we're going to read those aloud as well so a little uh Pop in the celebrity spotlight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you want to be mentioned on a uh, <laughs> podcast that nobody a, listens on to. On a podcast that nobody listens to. Like, <laughs> this this is your time to shine. I guarantee you, if you send in a quote, you, it will be read. It will be read. <laughs> it will be read at this point yeah. in time. Let's go ahead and do our little summary. Uh, yeah. The very first page after all the copyright information, there is a poem. And I'm going to read it to you because it's really beautiful. Three rings for the elven kings under the sky, seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone, nine for mortal men doomed to die, one for the dark lord on his dark throne, in the land of Mordor where the shadows lie. One ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all and in the darkness bind them, in the land of Mordor where the shadows lie. So the way that the movie starts is we get a little monologue from Galadriel talking about the forging of all the rings, Kate the one Blanchett. ring. I love Kate Blanchett. She's so fabulous. She's so beautiful. She still looks fabulous, too. Does she? I have not seen her recently. She doesn't age. She's amazing. Literally an elf. Oh, my God. You're right. I know. So basically, we get the story of how Sauron forged the one ring, how he was defeated by Isildur. Isildur takes the ring. We get all this basically stuff that Gandalf is going to explain later. We get this little, like, brief how the ring passes from hand to hand. It gets to Bilbo eventually. And that's kind of where our story starts. We enter Hobbiton. We get uh, the Concerning Hobbits chapter that's in the book. We're kind of kind of skip through that. I'm really sorry if that's like if you guys are really into that, but it's not chap technically. It's not technically chapter one, so that's not what we're doing. So basically, Bilbo's just explaining the Shire, explaining Hobbits. It's really cute. Everybody's adorable. We love it. They're tiny and small. There's like that one weird guy who like keeps like picking out his ear. Yeah, (laughs) it's not cute. I don't know. I think they're all cute. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. They're... I love all the little hobbit children running around with their curly yeah, hair. they're and... adorable. So then we basically get to Bilbo's hosting his 111th birthday party. We meet Frodo. We meet Gandalf. The party happens. It's crazy. There's some fireworks. Everybody's there. Bilbo makes a speech. He disappears. Everybody's shocked. And then we find out that he had vanished because he put on the ring. He gets back to his hobbit hole. He has a conversation with Gandalf. And Gandalf is, you know, talking to him about leaving the Shire forever. Bilbo's like, I'm ready to go on another adventure. But I'm feeling kind of shitty right now. 
feel I think like it actually happens before the party, but does it happen? I just watched it. Like okay, you're ago, probably so right. I, um, and then Gandalf, uh, and he doesn't I, expect a return. Right, he doesn't expect. <laughs> That's really good. I love that. Gandalf basically uh, talks Bilbo into leaving the ring behind because Bilbo, uh, we see that he's quite reluctant to let it go and it seems to have this power over him. Bilbo eventually does leave. He leaves the ring behind and bequeaths it to his uh, nephew Frodo. Yeah, basically Frodo gets back and he's like, Bilbo's really gone, isn't he? And Gandalf's like, yep, he left you this ring. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. And Frodo's like, what the fuck? Okay. And then the chapter ends and, and Gandalf basically just gets... He's gets like, I'm going to be gone for a while. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to be gone. I'm going to uh, go do some research. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to the library. I'll be right back right. in like months. No, no, no. And Frodo's like... Isn't it like 30 years? Uh, I think he comes back before that. No, maybe you're right. It's, I think it's like, <laughs> we'll talk about that in the next chapter. Maybe 20 years. Yeah, it's like a so ridiculous, ridiculous amount of time. It's like 18 years or something. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for the book summary? Yeah. Okay. I so. so I I have to say, after reading this book and then after watching the movies just recently, I am incredibly impressed how well they translated. I mean, this was like some serious nerds who sat down and were like, we got to get this shit right. Like, they did so good. So the book summary is going to be a a very, very similar, just a little bit more information, I guess. Okay, so now I'm going to go over the summary of chapter one in the book. Right at the very beginning, before chapter one, there's like this section about concerning hobbits, which we already talked about. We're not really going to go into detail about it, but there is one thing that I absolutely love that I want to just go over. Um, There is a section of it where they talk about Sam and Mary and Pippin and their life after the book. Right. Like they talk about Mary writing his book about all of the pipe weed that can be found throughout the world. And he's just like, here's all the best weed to smoke, everybody. (laughs) I love him. It's, He's such a stoner. It's like, really great. They talk about Sam and he has like a million kids and it's just really cute. You just like get some little happiness. It's adorable. Yeah. Before you enter the dark, depressing world. Right. Um, so that's really cute. And then right after that, they start with a long expected party and they talk about how Bilbo is turning 111 years old and his uh, he uh, has adopted Frodo and he is turning 33 and they share a birthday on September 22nd, which is super cute. Adorable. So Maddie talked about everything that happens. It's it's really very close to the movie. Basically, Gandalf arrives and he brings a bunch of fireworks and also some dwarves arrive. So there's like this weird collection of people who have come to the party, not just hobbits, because Bilbo's the great adventurer who knows a bunch of people. Gandalf and Bilbo have that conversation where Bilbo says he's about to leave and he's ready to go on his next adventure. Right. The invitations go out, the party comes, and it's really cute. The party begins and Bilbo, as his he doesn't receive gifts on his birthday, he gives out gifts. And that's what every all the hobbits do, which it's I think is so cute. So adorable. I would love to do that. I know. I kind of like wish that we did that. I know. It's so cute. So he's like, he has like gifts for literally hundreds of people. And he like gives yeah. them out specially and they're all picked out specially for each person. Yeah, it's just freaking adorable so cute so when he has a family dinner and he disappears just like maddie said frodo actually is in the loop though and it's really cute he like raises his glass and like toasts to bilbo after bilbo disappears he's really so cute. solemn i know <laughs> yeah, i love frodo Poor frodo frodo's sad <laughs> it's literally the entire book yeah i mean that's <laughs> just frodo 
Poor Frodo. Anyways, what's not in the movie is this next section where Frodo is in charge of giving out basically the will of Bilbo. And so he has all these (laughs) items with messages on them and he has to give them out to all the relatives and to the friends. And I am going to read a couple because they are so funny. They're so funny. Bilbo's such a bitch. He is such a bitch in the best way possible. (laughs) So here's a couple of my favorite ones. For Dora Baggins, in memory of a long correspondence with love from Bilbo on a large waste paper basket. (laughs) Dora was Drogo's sister and the eldest surviving female relative of Bilbo and Frodo. She was 99 and had written reams of good advice for more than half a century. (laughs) He clearly was really appreciative of this. Yeah, he loved that. For the collection of Hugo Bryce Girdle from a contributor on an empty bookcase. Hugo was a great borrower of books and worse than usual at returning them. <laughs> I just love it so much. And then he, he has a stab at um, Lobelia Sackville Baggins. Oh, we love hating on Lobelia. Yeah, she's the worst. She's awful. <laughs> so anyways, um, basically Lobelia comes and yells at him and he's terrible to, to Frodo. And Mary's awesome and, and helps get her away. Then Gandalf returns really quickly and it's basically the same thing as in the the book or yeah. in the movie he comes and he's just like keep it safe and keep it secret yeah he's like don't put the ring on don't use it for any reason just like i'm gonna be gone a long time yeah done like bye bitch yeah and frodo's like what the fuck okay yeah and that's it that's, that's our it. summary like i mentioned earlier i am not a talking expert at all i hope to be someday i hope that we learn a bunch together and uh you guys will be super impressed with my immensive knowledge but right now it is you're what Immensive? Your immensive knowledge? Uh oh. Is that a word? That's <laughs> Mollyism. <laughs> they come every day, folks. <laughs> what is the word? Uh, immense, Ooh. I think, would probably Ooh. be the one that you're looking for. <laughs> Voluptuous, immensive. Oh. Okay. So, so anyways, good. I hope to be very well versed, is what I will say. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> okay, so gonna go first if that's okay with you right on with the discussion section this was the quote that i was really interested in i was reading it was right when gandalf arrived at bilbo's front door the old man began to unload there were great bundles of fireworks of all sorts and shapes each labeled with a large red g and the elf rune and there's two symbols there that was gandalf's mark of course and the old man was gandalf the wizard whose fame in the Shire was due mainly to his skill with fire, smokes, and lights. His real business was far more difficult and dangerous, but the Shire folk knew nothing about it. They just think he's some kind of, like, weird magician, and I kind of love that. But I also just thought he was just like, okay, so so look, I'm obsessed with Harry Potter, right? Right. Wizards and Harry Potter, they come in. And they are normal people who just have magic power, right? Right. I just assumed that that was the same thing, right? Not knowing. They don't introduce it any different. They don't talk about who this guy is. They just say he's like an old man, and that's as far as it goes. Right. So, well, I was super wrong. Oh, I was very wrong. Okay, well, do tell. I will. Okay, so before I get really into... So anyways, that's what my discussion is about, is about Gandalf. Who the fuck is he? Who are his parents? Who trained him? How did he become a wizard? All of that was my question. So, well, I was super wrong, and I'm going to go into that. But first, I want to give a little background of the setup of the world, the Tolkien world, for those who don't know. So, like me. little little creation story here. For now, me. I'm probably 
going to say some words wrong and Maddie's going to correct me as I go. Well, and I will try and correct her as best as I can, but I also really have no idea. Um, so again, this is one of those times. All you people who actually know what you're talking about. Ignore. Take some notes. Oh, uh, yeah, you can either <laughs> ignore us completely or take some notes and please, for the love of God, correct us so that we don't embarrass ourselves anymore. Yeah. Um, which we're actually okay with that, but. I mean, yeah, but like if we make a mistake, like two to three times, like we should probably like try and fix it. You yeah, know we don't want to like be misgendering or saying people's names Listen, wrong. Listen, or... we're not here. We are a no hate space. We're a no hate space. We're not trying to make any sort of like personal opinions or personal prison. Actually, Actually, we are making no. We're making personal, personal opinions, opinions literally all the time. So literally, what this podcast is. Well, Molly, let's get the fuck started with your topic because I am very interested to find out more about Big G. Okay, that's what we call him now. <laughs> Is it, no, no, it's not. No, okay. <laughs> so, so anyways, Gandalf is a wizard and that is all I knew about him. So here we go. The Tolkien universe is called Aya. Aya? I think so. Yeah. Okay. That is everything Tolkien. Okay. That's like the entire world. The entire universe. Whoa. The world that we're on is called Arda. Hmm. Okay. The god of the entire world is Eru Iluvatar. What a nice name. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's I'm going to really legally beautiful. change my name to that. Okay. Um, I think it's taken already. God damn it. He's also like a god. I feel like there's like sacrilegious. So Eru Iluvatar is the father of all, the god, the deity. Eru means the one in Elvish. So he is the creator of Arda. He's the, he created everything. He gives life to them. He uses something called the flame imperishable to create life. I like that. I do too. Is is it like the Olympic torch? That's what, no, I picture more like a sword that's like all lit on fire. Like from the Bible? Is that in the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> Flame <laughs> like a big bowl he just carries around this bowl of lava it's like here's my imperishable flame <laughs> um okay i don't know why oh my God. <laughs> i it's a flame imperishable i don't know why i thought it was a knife or a sword it doesn't say anything about i mean sword. i don't know like we we all we all have our own like if we all have our own visions for I think what later are. gandalf says something like he wields the flame imperishable and like i think of like wielding as like a a sword, a sword. I, I mean you might be right i don't know i don't know i have no i have no clue okay so anyways eru they call him for short just eru he created these angelic beings that are called anor and it's spelled a-i-n-u-r anor anor and they are basically like assistance to him they helped him create arda they Some helped minions no but like that sounds evil like this was like not an evil <laughs> thing this was like a really lovely thing he like taught them how to sing and they're like singing created the world that's adorable it's really cute so of the anor there are the 14 most powerful there was originally 15 most powerful and they are called the valar of the valar they are uh, the angelic guardians, they were the first 15 to descend to Arda, and they really created the world. And they had assistance from the Maiars. Uh, okay. Okay. So who are they? They are like less than with the Valar. They're like a step below the Valar. Right. They like assist the Valar. Okay. Okay. But they are all Anors. 
Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So they're all Anors, but the Valar are like the the bosses and the Maiars are like working for them. It's like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. Pretty much. Cool. So um, the Valar were all awesome people. They helped create Arda, except for one of them turned evil, and that's Melkor. Oh, that bitch. And he's like the ultimate baddie. Yeah, he's he's a bitch. Yeah. So anyways, we'll learn more about him later, but he's the bad guy. Um, they all live in Valinor, which is the Undying Lands, which is eventually mm. where the elves will go. Ooh. Cool. Okay. So after the world was created, there was like Melkor was really evil. We'll get more on that later. After a while, in the Third Age, this guy came into power, Sauron, and he's the big one who we always talk about in the in the movie. Like he's the one who gets his ring finger cut off. Yeah, and then he's you know the big he old created eye in the tower. He created the ring, the one ring to right. rule them all. Right. He's a terrible guy. Anyways, yeah, he sucks. So, Eru sent down five Maiars, which, if you remember, are the helpers of the Valar. Right, right. He sent down five of them, and they are specific, powerful. Mayors and they are Mayors. I'm sorry, I'm gonna say that wrong all the time. I'm just gonna correct you every time. Please do. And um, they are called the Astaris. Okay. 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 And of the Astaris, they are wizards. All of them. There's there's five of them, and they are in ranks. So there's like the first one, the second one, third, fourth, and fifth. Okay. And what are the ranks? First, second, third, fourth. No, no. Like who's on top? Saruman is the first. Gandalf is the second, and then the other ones aren't that important. Radagast, I don't remember. I think him. he's third. I don't know. He's like the, the brown. beast one. Mm-hmm. And then there's two blue ones, right? I don't know. I don't know. I heard I didn't that learn somewhere. about them. Okay. <clears throat> so anyways, they come at the about the year third age one thousand and they are there to help fight Sauron. Okay. Okay. So they come to aid the free people, which are the men, the elves, the dwarves, etc. Okay. So Gandalf is one of those. He's the second one in under Saruman. And he is called Gandalf the Grey, but the elves call him Mithrandir, which Aww, I think is really sexy. I love that. Mithrandir. <laughs> love it. He was originally known as Olorin when mm. he was living in Valinor, which is the place where all the Valar live, which is like the undying lands. Okay. Um, so he comes and he's working to get rid of Sauron. And in the Third Age, three year 3001, that's the, that's the year when Gandalf persuaded Bilbo to give the ring to Frodo. He is a great master of lore and fire, which he learned from Manwe and Varda, which are Valar. So he was trained by those Valar. Mm -hmm. And uh, he kind of like belongs to them. Like they're his train. He's the trainee of of these Valar. That's cute. Mm -hmm. And he's only five foot six. What? Yes. What? Yes. I know. Isn't that so short? One inch taller than me. I know. He's shorter than me. That's insane. Five foot six, white hair, silver beard, gray robes, blue hat, gray scarf, and black boots. What a fucking look. Okay, did you know my like my favorite conversation with Jesse was we were talking about this and I and I was describing him what he wears. And Jesse's like, you know what makes me so pissed off? And I'm like, what? And he's like, I really wanted to see Gandalf in the movies come out with a fucking massive Fantasia hat. You yeah, know, like, like the classic wizard hat. 
Oh my god. Pointy top. Yeah, pointy hat with the bright blue. He would have looked so out. He would have looked like he was going to Burning Man if he like had on the outfit that they describe him. Can you I'm just like, imagine this whole movie exactly the same except for Gandalf wearing this hat. I I can't even imagine. <laughs> like, I don't think I- so, anyways, I just want to mention as well where I got my information from because I think that's really important. I researched based off of things that I've read in the book already, uh, Lord of the Rings, and I found a website called TolkienGateway.net. I read the book A Guide to Middle Earth by Robert Foster, and I read off of Hero.Fandom.com. So if any of the information you want to learn more about, those are good places to check out and I'm sure that this was super confusing. So hopefully we'll elaborate more. No, I mean, I think you did really well. All right, Maddie, let's hear about your research. Um, well, I just wanted to say good job. Like, I think I think you did really well. I learned a lot. Thank so you. I'm mostly, are you most excited about how Shorty is? That is the most thrilling information <laughs> I think I've ever heard. Not that he actually wasn't, like, born by he's a mom tiny. and dad. And, like, yeah, no. Yeah. No, he's tiny. He's a baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love him. This is delightful wine, by the way. The rosé. Yeah, I'm really into it. It's excellent. Um, I wish that we could get paid by Boda Box. Um, oh, if anyone wants to donate to the podcast, you could just send us a Boda Box. Just send us a Boda <laughs> Box in the mail. Or maybe 10. We'll go through them. Don't worry. We love We're them. We're much more enjoyable with a couple glasses of wine. So I chose my topic from the section of the chapter where Bilbo is making his birthday speech. Everybody's getting hammered. He's ready to make a speech and everybody's sort of dreading it, but they're also drunk and well fed that they kind of don't care at this point. So Bilbo starts pontificating, and at one point he says, It is also, if I may be allowed to refer to ancient history, the anniversary of my arrival by barrel at Esgaroth on the Long Lake. Though the fact that it was my birthday slipped my memory on that occasion. What the fuck does that mean? Right. So neither of us have read The Hobbit. Nope. Right. Or seen the movie. I've never seen the I've movie. seen the movies. I heard they were dreadful. They're awful. I found out pretty quickly uh, when I was researching that it was the the town that sits in the shadow of the Lonely Mountain, which is where the dragons smaug. I always got really annoyed how they say that in the movie. They say smaug. I was like, it looked like smog, but they say smaug, so I'm going to say smaug. So, right, that's that's the town that uh, Smaug the dragon basically terrorizes. What's the town? Esgaroth. Oh. Oh, es- okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I should have made that more clear. Esgaroth on the Long Lake. I got the information for my research from uh, one wiki to rule them all. I got some of it from Wikipedia. I also got some of it from the Guide to Middle Earth by was it Robert Foster. Robert Foster which is a wonderful little encyclopedia. So I'll just dive right in here. Uh, So Esgaroth is a city of men. It's built on stilts into the long lake. And like I said, it stands in the shadow of the lonely mountain. So basically this town is sort of a, uh, a supply town. They supply food and drink to Erebor and the Woodland Realm. The Woodland Realm is the forest Legolas. where Legolas is from. My baby. We love him. He's so hot. Um, Hi, <laughs> so basically everything coming to and from Erebor goes through Esgaroth. And uh, what's 
Erebor, you may ask, and I will tell you. It is a dwarf kingdom, which was plundered by Smaug in Third Age 2770. The men who live in Esgaroth are descendants of the Adain, I believe is how it's pronounced. So these are distantly uh, related to the Dunedain. Oh, like right. Aragorn. Like Aragorn. So there's uh, some of the Adain founded Numenor, um, which is like the realm of kings, I suppose. Got it. Um, which what fell. I understand. Right. So Esgaroth is an independent city-state. The people elect a master of Lake Town there. Basically, it's, you know, sort of a democratic process. Something that the uh, wiki said is that they do not endure the rule of mere fighting men, which I love that. They're just like, we don't want to deal with all the violence that's going on outside. We're just going to sell our wares and just exist on our town of stilts and we're going to love life. However... But the classes are highly divided here. So basically, there's the ruling class of merchants who exploit the poorer class of workers in this town. So it's not perfect. In fact, uh, one of the interpretations of Esgaroth is that it's uh, people think it might have been Tolkien's criticism of capitalism. Yeah, uh, I was totally picturing like Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> I was picturing America. <laughs> oh my god you're both <laughs> wrong so some people think it's a criticism of capitalism where ruling class uh elite exploit lower class citizens and smaug the dragon may be seen as a symbol of the greedy destructive side of capitalism i believe that i ripped that quote directly from wikipedia so if anybody wants to um take credit for that take one. credit for that one it's uh whoever wrote that wikipedia article Thank you to them. I don't know who you are, but you're a hero. So the people of Esgaroth speak Western, uh, which is the common speech. But amongst themselves, they speak an ancient form of Western, which is loosely related to the ancient speech of the Rohirrim, uh, who are the people of Rohan. Okay, so um, something that uh, I found kind of interesting is that I found out that Tolkien used uh, Old English to represent the language that the Rohirrim speak amongst each other. And then the people of Esgaroth, uh, he equated it to Old Norse. Oh, that's cool. Right. Like, that's how they're related. You know, he was a linguist, so he's just... Yeah, it's just very interesting how he developed uh, his languages. So anyways, let's talk a little bit about what happens during The Hobbit at Esgaroth. I'm not going to go, like, super crazy into this because I think a lot of people know this story already. Um, but I just wanted to talk about how basically there's this battle, this massive battle. And it's called the Battle of Five Armies that happens in Esgaroth. And um, there's this dude, okay? And his name is Bard the Bowman. And he is the ultimate hottie. He is... He's played by, in the movie, he's played by this guy, um, his name's Luke, uh, I can't remember his last name right now, but he's the guy, he played, um, Gaston in oh, the live action. Love him. Oh my god, I love him so much. Love him. Like, what a snack. Um, <laughs> so he basically slays Smaug because he realizes that Smaug, the dragon, has this weakness, like, 
on some part of his body. I can't remember what. Somebody Achilles will probably. Hill. Yeah, it's his Achilles heel. <laughs> and somebody's probably going to correct me and be like, um, it was actually directly in this place, which is fine. Please do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically. Jesse's t- trying to tell you it's in his chest. It's in his chest? That seems. Uh, okay, whatever. It, it, it's, I Jesse guess it's in his chest. Jesse could be wrong, he's too. He's saying he's not. But. Okay, he's not. We'll trust Jesse, um, as always. For the time being. For the time being, until somebody proves him wrong. <laughs> so Thorin is like the dwarf, like, king. Uh, Thorin Oakenshield? Thorin Oakenshield. Thank yes, you. and another mega hottie, Richard Armitage. I also got that question right on Trivial Pursuit the other day. Yeah, you did, bam, after bam. like five times of getting it wrong. I've never seen the movie or read the books, so I know, but thank you, you. you remember it now, which is great. I do. So basically, Thorin is slain in this battle, and this other dude, Dane the Second, he reestablishes the kingdom under the mountain, which is the uh, the place that Smaug was residing, and had basically taken by force from the dwarves. And they'd been trying to return there to reclaim what was rightfully theirs. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about Dane because he's like, just the way that he's described when I was researching him is like really entertaining. Uh, so his name is Dane the Second Ironfoot. Uh, Wait, is he a dwarf? He's a dwarf. That sounds a very dwarfy name. It's a very dwarfy name. <laughs> um, so Dane is kind of like a celebrity. He's a little bit of a Justin Bieber. He basically no, he's not a Justin Bieber. Is a little bitch. I I want to hey, like Justin could listen to this. Don't insult anyone. I would love for him to know how I feel about him. Ooh, that's harsh. Justin, I don't feel the same. Orlando Bloom punched him in the face, and so can I. I feel like. He had some really good music when he was, like, 14 years old. Uh, yeah, I mean, his early stuff is obviously his best work. Bay, except for Despacito, Bay. which he could hardly claim credit for. Um, so I want to talk about Dane. So he's kind of a superstar because he killed Azog, or Azog. I'm not really sure how that's pronounced. Someone please correct me. Azog is the king of the orcs, um, and he slayed him in the Battle of as a Newell Bazaar, which I love that name. It's absolutely nonsensical. I want to say it. Say it. As a Newell Bazaar. As a Newell Bazaar. So that was in Third Age 2799. So he's really old too. And this battle was fought to avenge Thror, who was uh, the king of the dwarves. And this is the dude who, in Lord of the Rings, he goes to Moria. Uh, he's in Moria. It's his tomb. No, 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 that's Balin. He goes back. But originally, Thror was the one who, like, the orcs basically, like, really, really fucked him up. And, like, and then all the dwarves left Moria. And then Balin and his crew went back. Oh, he was the original while. ones who were digging in exactly. Moria. Exactly. Got it. So, basically, uh, Dane kills Azog in this final battle, which is like the most epic battle in something called the War of the Dwarves and the Orcs. So he's one of these uh, main players in Esgaroth. He goes to reestablish the kingdom under the mountain. And then Bard the Bowman, again, we'll talk about him. He slays Smaug. And then he goes and they give him some of the treasure that really belonged to the dwarves. He basically uses the treasure to rebuild Esgaroth, which was, like, completely destroyed during this battle, or mostly destroyed. I mean, it's a wooden town, 
literally like and there's, there's a, a dragon, dragon right. flying around breathing fire so like as you would assume it got pretty fucked up so bard is like here's some cash for you i'm gonna make it rain on esgaroth and then he's like i'm gonna take the rest of this money and i'm gonna go reestablish the kingdom of dale which i'm not gonna go into because there's a whole nother thing about that um but basically his son bane uh, becomes the master of Lake Town later. They vote him in to become the master of, of Lake Town. Is Dale where Gimli's from? I don't know. Okay. Maybe. We'll, we'll have to figure that okay. out. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a weird little town with its own history and own culture. So can you explain to me, I'm a little bit confused, mm-hmm. The him saying he like arrived by barrel? What is that? What is that? Uh, the dwarves and Bilbo were captured by the wood elves in Mirkwood. Um, and then when the elves were dumping their empty wine barrels, Bilbo slips on the ring. He gets all the dwarves, uh, helps helps them escape into these barrels, and then he jumps into one of the last barrels, and then they float down the river uh, to Esgaroth. Cool. And, and that's how he arrived. That's how he arrived in barrel. That party is the anniversary of... Him arriving like fifty years later. Yeah, yeah. He got to Esgaroth on his was it? on his birthday, fifty or sixty years previous to the say? time that our story starts. I think it was sixty years. I want to say so. Sixty years is the anniversary of when he arrived by barrel to Esgaroth, which is the lake on, or the, or the on city the, on the lake. Exactly. Super interesting. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people who have seen The Hobbit or read The Hobbit are probably already going to know this information, but it's well, all yeah, but 100% all that, new to me. All that background on the town, too. They don't really go into that. Um, in uh, They definitely don't go into it in the movie. So we came up with this really cute idea to each share with each other our favorite quote from the section or one of our favorite quotes from the section and what we'd also like to do in the subsequent episodes is to hear from you guys with your favorite quotes so if you have a quote from the section that we're about to go over or future sections go ahead and send us an email to the sisterhood of the rings at gmail.com and just include in the subject title favorite quote and then chapter two or chapter three, whatever it is. And then we will be able to correlate to, to which chapter we're going through. And we're going to pick one and we'll read it and you'll be famous. Here is my favorite quote from the section. Maddie, I hope you enjoy. Um, so I know this, I is, will. <laughs> this is basically, I was telling during the summary about how Frodo had to give out his will of Bilbo, Bilbo's will. And each one had a message attached and afterwards Lobelia Sackville Baggins who is dreadful comes back and she's really mean and she's just like awful to them and she goes and turns to Frodo and she goes you'll live to regret it young fellow why didn't you go too you don't belong here you're no Baggins you you're a brandy buck did you hear that Mary that was an insult if you like said Frodo as he shut the door on her it was a compliment said Mary Brandybuck, and so of course not true <laughs> I love them. They're so sassy. I know. They're like best friends. And you don't get that in the movie, how like they're really good they're friends. They're already close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really like that too. So the quote that I chose uh, is Gandalf setting off his fireworks at the party. And some of the descriptions are just so, so lovely. And I just wanted to read just a tiny little passage of that. There were rockets like a flight of scintillating birds singing with sweet voices. There were green trees with trunks of dark smoke, 
Their leaves opened like a whole spring unfolding in a moment, and their shining branches dropped glowing flowers down upon the astonished hobbits, disappearing with a sweet scent just before they touched their upturned faces. There were fountains of butterflies that flew glittering into the trees. There were pillars of colored fires that rose and turned into eagles, or sailing ships, or a phalanx of flying swans. It goes on after that, but that was the part that I liked that the most. so beautiful. Isn't that lovely? I want to be there. I know. People talk about how wonderful he is with imagery, and, you know, I mean, he gets due credit, but... I saw it, my it's always amazing. I saw my favorite thing on Facebook the other day. It was a a quote and this person was like, "I don't want a big elaborate wedding. I want a wedding where we're running barefoot at a big party and there's fireworks and amazing food and drink and music." And somebody commented, "You're just describing Bilbo's birthday party." Oh my god. <laughs> like literally though. That's what I want for my wedding too. <laughs> All the guests are hobbits, a couple dwarfs, <laughs> one Gandalf, one Gandalf. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to the first episode of the Sisterhood of the Rings. Please join us next week for another always unexpected journey into all things Tolkien. If you like what we do, please subscribe and please review us. If you hate what we do, please leave us alone and turn your rage into a productive hobby like basket weaving. See you next time, you gorgeous nerds. nerds.